Thanks for tuning in to the Prime Bookseller Podcast, the bi-weekly podcast discussing all things Amazon bookselling. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Prime Bookselling. I'm Eric, and we're back with another episode. Um, today's topic we're going to be talking about is an Amazon service merchant fulfilled network or MFN. And before because I'm sure there's somebody out there that is digging out their email right now to send me an email and inform me that there is no such thing as MFN and that it's actually called FBM. And so I'm just going to take that question out of the equation right now. I call it call FBM or MFN MFN because that's its original name. 13 years ago when I started selling on Amazon, that was what it was known as. And I believe People have just kind of changed the jargon to FBM because it works better with FBA, and but they're essentially the same services. So you may hear some people refer to it as MFN. You'll probably hear a lar- larger amount of people refer to it as FBM, but it's the same service. So what is it? This service is just a basic, basically another channel selling channel that Amazon provides, and the difference, the basic difference between it and FBA is that with FBA, you ship in your inventory directly to Amazon, and Amazon ships it out to the end customer. With MFN, you hold your inventory in-house in a warehouse, in your basement, wherever you decide to hold it. And when a sale comes through, Amazon notifies you that this the item has sold, and then it's your responsibility to ship it out. So overall, a staggering, staggering amount of more popularity for FBA just because of the simplicity of the business model. You know, you don't have to have a warehouse. You don't have to have shelving. You don't, you basically just pass all of that burden on to to Amazon. But especially in a media space where you're selling books or any other type of media, which are all typically very long tail products, there is a definite, there is a definite reason to look at the MFN program. And um, just as living proof of this, if you look around and you research and you find the biggest booksellers in the country, they are not FBA sellers. They are completely MFN sellers. And the reason for that is, is because it is very, very hard to scale beyond a certain point in the amount of books you can ship into FBA before Amazon just says no, no more or restricts you in some way. Whereas the biggest, biggest benefit with MFN is is you're storing the warehouse so you control how much inventory you can store. If you want to get a 50,000 square foot warehouse and store hundreds to millions of books, you can do that. If you want to use your basement and only store 150 books, you can do that as well. They will never as of t- as of di- to to this date, they will never restrict the amount of books you can list if you're using the MFN program. So if you can't see that, that is a huge advantage to this market, this segment of the Amazon business. Now, that said, you do lose things when you sell Merchant Fulfilled. And we talked a little bit about that in the last episode with the FBA program, how you can get that prime bump where people are actually willing to pay a little bit more money for a book because they see that prime badge and they know that it's going to be delivered to them reliably in a timely fashion. Whereas with MFN, it's a little more wild west because 
most MFN sellers use a, a class of mail called media mail, which is provided by the UPS. It's a good service, but the problem is, is that it's just kind of, we'll get it to you when we can. And typically books do get to you in 10 to 14 days, but for some reason there are just times where media mail just delays something incredibly and, and you might not see it arrive for 21 days. So so the, the FBA program is much more reliable to get a product to them, but the ups, but you cannot ignore the MFN program because it does. They're never going to tether you on how many books you can sell. So, and beyond, you know, the number one advantage is that they don't tether you, but that opens you up to a lot of other things within book selling that you wouldn't have otherwise using just the FBA program. And I didn't actually learn this until they put restock limits into effect. And I was really forced to go really heavy into MFN. And what I saw was when you're an FBA seller, the typical rule of thumb is, is that because Amazon puts all these restrictions on, on how many books you can send into their warehouses, how long those books can be in the warehouses, you typically send in lower ranked books and that that are going to sell fast because you don't want to send something into FBA, have it sit there for six months, and then they're just going to kick it out because it didn't sell because it just, you didn't give it the time to sell. Well, when you do Merchant Fulfilled, it's going to open you up to so many more books because the rank really doesn't matter. If there is enough profit in a book, you can leave it sit on your shelf for years. So if there's a book that you can buy for $2, it makes $70, and it, but it has this rank that you would normally never touch with the FBA program, I would tell you in a heartbeat, pick that book up, throw it on your shelf for Merchant Fulfilled and leave it there and see if it sells in five years. Because if it if you bought it for two bucks and it sells for 70 bucks five years later, that's a heck of a trade-off. I mean, that is good margin. That's not something you want to pass up on. You're going to do it on FBA more, more than likely because the chances of it selling in that six months, it's not out of the realm of possibility that that book will sell in six months, but it's not very likely. So you tend to ignore those books on the FBA side. But once you launch into MFN, you'll start looking at this stuff and saying, I'm not going to pass up all this profit on these books just because they might not sell in six months. I'll happily throw them on my shelf and leave them sit there Intels that right buyer comes along to buy that book. And with that said, if you're outsourcing, even if you're you're just starting in your book business and you're looking at, you know, like right now I'm only going to be focused on FBA, but maybe if you come upon one of those books while you're sourcing, why wouldn't you pick that book up? And believe me, when you go into a thrift store and you source, it's not like you're going to walk into one of these stores and find hundreds and thousands of those books. It's going to be a book here and there. So, I mean, it's worth it to you to look at those books. And yeah, you could just send them into FBA, those higher ranked books. But do you want to deal with, okay, I'm going to send it into FBA. And then in six months, I either have to pay an enormous fee to keep that book there, or I need to have it returned back to me. And then once I have it returned back to me, I can't send it back into Amazon for an extended, a certain period of time. So 
what I would tell you to do is have a small bookshelf in your house and those unique books that you find, just throw them up on that shelf and sell them as Merchant Fulfilled. And that kind of gets your feet wet with Merchant Fulfilled. It gets you used to needing to check your email and see if a sale came in and making sure that if the sale did come in, you get it shipped out on time so Amazon's not penalizing you for it. And that's a great way to, to learn that aspect of the business because that fulfillment side of it is very different from the FBA program. So if you're doing FBA for years and years and years, first of all, a big thing I see is that sellers get lazy and they don't want to ever, after they've been spoiled with FBA for so long, they're not willing to even look at Merchant Fulfilled as an option because they don't even want to mess with that part of the business. Whereas if you're doing that from day one, you're going to realize it's, I mean, it is more work, but, and there is more, I guess, deadlines that you have to meet, but the deadlines are by no means ex ridiculous or, or anything like that. It, it's, it's not really a big deal once you get the right system in place and you're just checking it every day and and shipping those books out. I mean, it, if anybody says that their life is so busy that they just simply cannot do that, I mean, I would love to see your life because I just, I don't see it. It's, it's, if you're not selling an exuberant amount of books, you're talking about shipping out two books a day within 24 hours or 48 hours of it of it ordering. I mean, that's, you come home from work, you sit down in front of your computer, you look, if you sold a couple books, you go pull them, pack them up, take them to the post office the next day. It is not the end of the world. So I highly encourage everybody to look at this because like I said, when I was forced kind of to go into this space because of the restock limits going into effect, it really opened my eyes because I was looking at my my supplier's product list and I was like, I realized that there was this massive amount of product on every list that I got that I just flat out ignored because I ignored it simply because the rank was so high on it. And once I really looked at it, I'm like, wow, this is like having an another entire supplier now because if i buy all of this if i continue to buy the product for fba that i had been buying and then i go and i run that same list through and i take all that stuff that's higher ranked really high profit it's like doubling the amount of items you can order because because the the class i guess of books or the the book that you're looking for in both business models is very different. You're looking on the FBA side, you're only looking at faster moving, higher or lower sales rank items. Whereas on the merchant fulfilled side, you can look at everything. And when you look at everything, you'll realize like there is a lot of crazy profitable books that just do not get a lot of sales. And if you can source those, now understand a lot, a lot of those books have, we're talking very, very, very low volume sales. So they might, they might only sell once every three years. But if you can pick that book up for a cheap enough price that it's worth it to sit it, 
put it on a shelf for three years and wait for that buyer to come along. In most instances, a buyer will eventually come along and you're going to reap that benefit. And, and there's really no expense to you for doing that other than the fact that you have to check your email every day and make sure that if a sale comes in, you can ship that item out. And now, if you look at it and say, well, I really don't have time to check my email every day, then I would look at you and say, well, I'm really sorry, but if you don't, you probably should not be venturing into starting an Amazon business if you do not have time to check your email every day. Because you should be checking your email every day, regardless of which program you're using, FBA or Merchant Fulfilled, because Amazon's going to send you communications. They're going to have issues. They're going to they're going to need you to be looking at what's going on so you know maybe they're restricting every book you're sending in and if you're not checking your email, you'll never know that. So, if the response is is that, well, checking my email and making sure I'm getting my orders out in 48 hours is just not something I have the time in my life to do, then my response to you would be if that's the case, then you do not have the time in your life to build an Amazon business. And before you even start down this path of building an Amazon business, you need to get the time available to do it. And that would entail checking your email once a day. So that kind of outlines MFN. Um, the other thing I think we should mention with MFN is is that a nice thing about the FBA program, and I honestly don't think we even talked about this on the last podcast about FBA, but one of the things that Amazon do- does provide is that when a customer has an issue with an item via FBA, they deal exclusively or they're supposed to deal exclusively with Amazon and not directly with you. What that means is if a book gets damaged in the post office and you'll never even hear anything about it. Amazon, they'll call Amazon customer support. Amazon customer support will take care of it, refund the buyer, do whatever needs to be done. And you're completely removed from that process. With Merchant Fulfilled, those emails actually now are routed to you instead of to Amazon customer support. Again. This is not a big deal because what does this entail from you? Yes, you have to answer these emails in a timely fashion. You have to give, be able to process the refunds. All the all simple things that can be done directly from any computer in the world. But you do, it does come back to again, you have to check that email every day. Because if you don't start, if you go five days without checking your email, you get three customer complaints and they're not hearing back from you that's when Amazon's going to start getting upset at you. So again, yes, there is extra work that goes into running an MFN business. But to me, it it, it is not at a level where anybody should be turned off from it. And especially if, if, you're at, if you've listened to this episode and say, I absolutely want nothing, nothing to do with shipping out items and doing all this extra work, checking emails and responding to customers, then I would tell you that that being 
in the used media space is probably not the right space for you to be in. You should be looking at other avenues of selling on Amazon. You should be going into wholesale or something like wholesale, RA, OA. All of these models will be, the restock limits will be a lot less of an issue for you than what you they will be as a bookseller. So in in those businesses, it's much easier to be a 100% FBA seller. And I would tell you that you should probably focus on that side of things, on those type of business models rather than media, because media, at some point, if you have the grandiose thing that you want to scale and be really profitable, it is highly, highly recommended that you look at the MFN program because there is just a ton of opportunity there that you're going to pass up by being FBA only. And I want to be very clear that there is a ton of opportunity that you, there's probably more opportunity on the FBA side than there is on the merchant fulfilled side. But the simple fact of the matter is, is that at a certain point in time, Amazon is going to tether you on your ability to scale that FBA business. Whereas you should focus on FBA and you should get as much stuff into FBA as humanly possible, but realize that the day is going to come where they're going to, they're, they may not fully cut you off from sending items in, but it's just going to be a cat and mouse race. You're going to be, you're going to have product to send in and, and they're going to say, well, you got to wait for some stuff to sell before we let you send it and blah, blah, blah. And if that's when you hit that point, the obvious step is to just switch over to Merchant Fulfilled. And and that works beautifully, but you have to be a you have to have that infrastructure to ship all the items and deal with the customer service side of it. And you also need to have the system in place to you need to have a system in place to process all these orders and you have to be willing to jump to that model. And I think by familiarizing yourself with it from the get-go and even maybe dabbling in it a little bit, when it does come time, come time to scale your business in that direction, it'll be a lot less overwhelming than what it might seem today. So with that, I'm going to wrap up the Merchant Fulfilled episode. I, I do realize that I'm looking at the time and I did run a little over on this one, but I think that this is also a very important business model to talk a little more in detail about because I don't feel like, to put it simply, I, I feel like FBA is the sexy thing out there and that's what you're going to hear all about is everybody talking about that you got to sell FBA. So I think it's important to take a little bit of time and really make you understand why this other program, while people may not be talking about it as the end-all be-all to Amazon selling, why it is a very powerful program to get involved in and why you should be looking at it from day one in your business. Again, I want to thank everybody for the con continued support of this podcast. Um, if there's questions, comments, anything like that, you can shoot those over to sales, S-A-L-E-S, at kings, K-I-N-G-S, ridgemedia.com. Otherwise, if you do enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. We will be back in two weeks with the next topic. I do not have my list of topics in front of me right now, so we're going to leave it kind of as a surprise what that topic will be. But 
it will be something right along the lines of Amazon selling. So again, thank you everybody for tuning in and we'll see you in two weeks. Thanks for listening to the Prime Bookseller Podcast. Join us for the next episode as we discuss all things Amazon bookselling. 